bread alive, both spiritual and physical. And I'm not going to talk for too long this morning. Peter said you're only used to about 50 minutes. So that was 50, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so we'll keep it down to about that length. Um, but I just want to say right at the outset that actually, you know, I, I am utterly committed to the social gospel of justice and equality and all of the things that we stand for as Christians today. But this morning, I want us to focus upon thanksgiving. It seems to me that sometimes we're not quite so good at actually thanking God and enjoying the creation around us because we're so busy and so sometimes obsessed with doing the right thing and, and do, 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 that we forget to stop and enjoy the creation that God has placed all around us. And so I want us to think for a little while this morning about the enjoyment of all that God has given us in the harvest. And then we're going to move on and think for a few minutes about what is actually being said in those words from John's Gospel as well. In America, harvest is called Thanksgiving. And that, to me, seems entirely appropriate way of thinking about this incredible provision that God has made for each one of us that almost can so easily be taken for granted because we just go and we collect our groceries from a shop or we just go and get whatever we want. And we somehow forget just the hands of God in everything that we have. And if, like me, you grew up in a rural community, Harvest Thanksgiving was <coughs> the most significant service of the year because living in a totally rural community and going back, you know, I'm not 25. I know you thought I was, but no, you're wrong. I'm a little bit beyond that. Not as old as Peter, but I'm getting there. And uh, so in a community that was totally going back 40 years based in just making sure the crops came to fruition before we had all the added things that make sure they're in the ground for so long and they grow automatically. When we got to harvest, the fruits of God's provision were there laid out and a real sense of thankfulness for what was there. And I just want to share a story with you from one of our churches from Wales in a valley in Wales, and they say this. This is how our rural church celebrated harvest. We're a valley community, fairly isolated. We felt that our harvest display should be special to us. We wanted it to reflect the produce of the area, as well as having the traditional baskets of fruit and piles of tins. We aimed to make a display that would have a big impact with plenty of colour diversity and quantity of produce. On one side of the aisle, we had a trestle table of the traditional harvest produce, but set out like a market stall, it made a better colour splash. And then opposite this, on another table, were items originating in our own valley, where sheep farms predominate. The display included fish from a nearby trout farm, a large glass demijohn of water from the local reservoir, and some timber from our Forestry Commission plantation. There were locally produced milk and eggs as well as a fleece. These were placed on bales of straw 
and blocks of local stone. A shepherd's crook was included in the display. Being a small village and having a large number of elderly people living on their own, we also felt that it was a good thing to provide a lunch after the Sunday harvest service. More than anything else, we aim to make our harvest festival relevant to the real life of our community. And in a sense, I think that's, that's the key, isn't it? That wherever you are, the gospel has to be put into context and it has to represent what you are as a people. And so I want to ask you a question. At this harvest service today, what are the things that you here in Camborne want to give thanks to God for? What are you celebrating today in this place at this time? As you come to your harvest service, what is it that you want to give thanks to God for today? And I just want you to sort of turn in perhaps groups of four or something and just talk about that for a minute. As you come to Harvest Festival, what in your head were you coming to this morning? And what are you giving God his thanks for? Okay, just talk to each other for a minute about that. Cool. Aren't you incredible? I just walked to the middle and you I've never been used to that in a single church I've been ministering. I have to yell to get attention, but you just naturally come to this incredible calm and peace and tranquility. It's quite scary, actually. <laughs> Not used to it. Okay, do you want to just um, tell me some of the things that you said? Just call them out. Um, anything that you, you're, you're, you're giving thanks to God for today? So community and peace and tranquility. Okay. Friendship. Okay. Glad to hear that. Health. Okay. Family. Family. Yeah. Did you want to say no? No, you're just moving your arm. Oh, you don't want. I'll tell you what. You don't want to move your arm when I'm about because you haven't got a hope of being ignored. <laughs> Anyone else in here want to say? Yes. <laughs> Just keep still. <laughs> Sorry? Garden fruit. Garden fruit, yeah. I, I was picking our apples and our pears yesterday, and I just thought, this is brilliant. I was so chuffed, and I made chutney in the afternoon, and I was being so domesticated yesterday. I made bread, um, I made a homemade curry, you know, and, and I, just, I just sit at the, you know, whatever my wife says to want me to do, I just get on and do it. Um, and because she's not here, I can say that. <laughs> she might tell you something utterly different if uh, she was here, but you'd believe me anyway, wouldn't you? But you'd listen, when you start to broaden this out, isn't that interesting? The things you're giving thanks for today is part of God's harvest, friendship, community, health, all the things that God is there, alive and present in the midst of. And some of the other things, I think that when we talk about harvest and we look at all of the stuff that's on the table and the flowers and the bread and the water and everything else, we actually these days need to give thanks for a lot of the man-made things that we all benefit from day by day. 
you know? We've got microwaves for when we haven't got long to get the meal ready in the evenings, which happens a lot in our house. It may not in yours, but it certainly does in ours. Um, things like washing machines, we just take them for granted. Stick the stuff in the washing machine and it's done. Mobile phones, how easy it is to have contact with people these days compared to 20, 30 years ago. Um, the internet, the web, you know, we've got to be good stewards of these things just as much as stewards of the things in the earth. They're fantastic gifts and they're God-given gifts. But at the same time, we equally need to make sure we're good stewards because all of us know how easy it is for those things to be abused as well and used to damage and harm community peace and tranquility. And so we have a role in the stewarding of all of those things. But they're all parts of God's creation in 2010 of which we are a part. So we can't separate them out and just give thanks for the things of the earth because we need to give thanks for those. And so I think the words in that psalm are fantastic because they're saying, you know, let all creation give thanks to God for his great bounty to us. And it is a great bounty. And it ought to put a smile on our face and it ought to make us happy that we're part of this incredible creation that God has formed. So I want us to rejoice and I want us to be happy and I want us to give thanks for that. And then we came on to that reading from John's Gospel. And it's a powerful piece of scripture. And it reminds us that there have been many before us who have not only sown the seeds for harvesting the gifts of nature, but also for the life of our churches over the generation. And often seeds are sown that we may never see the results of. And whilst we reap what others have sown, we should be sowing for others to reap. And I don't know about you, I find that an incredible comfort. Because sometimes in a Christian life and in the life generally, you can feel like you put an awful lot of effort into some things and you see no reward for it. Has that ever happened to any of you? No? No, you're all perfect. Okay. Well, in my life, I... (laughs) In my life, I certainly have sometimes had human feelings of, I've put so much into that, and it ought to have produced an incredible harvest, because everyone was committed, we were sure it was of God, and we really gave everything to it, and yet, the results are not there. And you can really get hung up on things like that instead of understanding that somehow this is God's work and it may not be God's time. And sometimes things fail and at other times... What you? What have I done? (laughs) Okay. And at other times we, we find ourselves in the position where we don't feel as if we've put a lot in and suddenly there's a harvest that seems to be coming. But maybe that's because of the prayers and the sowing of other people over the years and over generations. And I think it's, it becomes a comfort. I was watching a program on the telly, which I can't remember even what it was, the other night. But they interviewed a guy who was working with the Forestry Commission. 
and they'd just cleared a load of trees which had been diseased and they, they totally cleared the land and they reset um, oak trees all over this land and he was being interviewed and he said yeah I've, I've just been sowing all this we've done this now and it's a 50, 75, 100 and 150 year plan and the first time that some of these trees will be the size that we can even look at and do anything with is 50 years from now and the person said to him how do you feel about doing that because you are never ever in your lifetime going to see the results of what you're doing now and he said but think of all of the trees that are mature trees now that were sown that I may have the benefit of them and I'm simply putting in a legacy for the generations that will come and maybe that's a really good image for us as Christians that we live with all of the work of the saints who have gone before us. And this is our time and our moment. And at times, we will receive the harvest. And at other times, we'll be doing the sowing. And in between of that, we'll be doing the tending of those little shoots that are starting to show. But that's all we're called to do because everything else is in God's hands. It's God's work of which we become partners. And the harvest is his work in which we're the ones who sow the seeds. I thought it might be quite nice today in light of that reading from John. You should all have your piece of wheat. In Have you all got some? Okay, let's make sure everyone's got some, please. It's really good to know that whoever has to clean in here has, has a job to do this week as well. Okay. okay, has everyone got one? Okay. No, it's more over there, Peter. If you like to think of it in this way, um, the harvest is here um, where I've put the rest of the sheep and it's there. And I just, I, it's entirely up to you, but I thought it would be good to think of this piece of wheat as you hold it in your hands, of those that you hold in your prayers at this moment. It can be somebody that you're longing to know God, who you feel hasn't actually heard anything that you've said but it's in God's hands and in God's time it may be somebody that you have particular concerns for at the moment and I'm not going to suggest for a moment that we say these out loud but that we spend a little bit of time in the quiet thinking of that person through this ear of wheat and then if you'd like to 
um, to make this prayer real to you. Bring, bring it forward and add it to the sheath that is there. And in doing that, bring it to God and allow God to do the harvesting in his ways, in his time. And so that it becomes part of the believing body of God as we offer that prayer together. So let's just take a moment of quiet and then, as I say, if you want to, come forward, add it, and then I'll just close this part of the service with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love, a sustaining love and the bounty of your harvest. We know you as a faithful God, a loving God. And we offer all of these prayers, bringing them to you in faith, that you will hear, that you will receive, and that you will minister in your way, in your time. We ask it as your people, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.